Alright, welcome to the Week 17 Sons of Fantasy Football League podcast brought to you by Red Triangle Sports. We're live from NBA Studios in Exeter, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Joining me tonight in live in the NBA studio, Shane Stein. Good to be here, Matt. Good to have you here, buddy. Uh, tough break last night in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, put up a big night and game's just gotten too tough. <laughs> game's getting crowded. Oh, too many good players. Put up 320. We need to pay out top five to make this thing <laughs> worthwhile for any of us. Put up 320 and can't even sniff a cash. It's, it's getting ridiculous. Uh, also joining us, Mr. Eddie Mitchum. It's good to be here, Matt. <laughs> Author of the Draymond Green fan club. What? said you're the president of the Draymond Green fan club. He was good last night for you. It's a rarity. That means you don't play him for the next month. Alright, let's get the thing out of the way that no one wants to talk about. Um, let's recap this championship game. <laughs> uh, not not much to talk about. You guys don't want to start with trivia like we always do? No, I want to get this thing out of the way. Right. I, I have a lot of things that I'm looking forward to. This is the one thing I don't want to talk about tonight. So. Uh Spears rolled 147.7 to 114.7, 33-point victory. Um, this thing was over at about 1.30 on Saturday when Rodgers and Nelson connected for a touchdown and Jordy was over 100 yards, it felt like, in the first quarter. So, uh, never really was in doubt after that. You guys got anything to add? No. Um, I think we all knew going in that Spears probably had the better team. Um, he's, he's been cruising all year long. and Yeah, I mean, you can't really predict that your quarterback and one of your receivers are going to go for 70. Um, would have thought that... 71. <laughs> 71. <laughs> and, uh, would have, I mean, you, they've, been, they've been doing well all year. You would have expected 40, 45, somewhere in that range. Yeah, I believe that, but they get 70 and, and it's just over. You can't really come back from that. Yeah, 70 staring down Zeke on Monday night. Um, just was never really in question after that, how that Packer team started. Eddie, did you follow the matchup at all? Negative. All right. All right. Do you have anything to add to it? No. I, I mean, the thing the thing about it was I did follow it, obviously. Um, Begley kind of got what he needed from the rest of Spears' team. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Gore doesn't show up. I mean, he doesn't really get hurt too bad by either of the Panthers. He, only 14 points there out of his Olsen and Jonathan Stork. Um, gets a negative performance from the Broncos D when it was already over. But, I mean, the rest of Spears' team, besides for his three big guns, really didn't do much. Um, but it's just, you get close to 100 points from those three guys and you just can't come back. He gets 12 points from his kicker, Matt Bryant, mm-hmm. which we know I have some thoughts on, but <laughs> save that for the postseason party. Is Phil coming? Did you talk uh, to him? I don't know. I didn't ask him. All right. After. No, he was upset that we didn't invite him to any podcast this year. He, I felt like he had too much time. He has not enough time for us. Yeah, he let me know last week while we were while we were doing it. He said he fe- he felt left out. So we'll have um, to get him get him on sometime. Yeah, phones phones work two ways. So, <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Anything else to talk about there? No, just an impressive season by Spears. Impressive season. It's it's hard. I, it's hard to go 
all season long and be that dominant. Yeah. In fantasy, it's hard to go stay at the top for uh, six, 15, 16 straight weeks, and he did it. I mean, just a really, really impressive season. Fought off the injury bug, didn't really get hit with anything big, and uh, his stars just played great all year long. I'm going to go ahead and say he's not making the playoffs next year. <laughs> Why do you say that? 50 less dollars to draft with. Yeah. We'll see. Still has. He's probably going to keep Zeke and uh, Cooper or Nelson. That's going to take up a good chunk of his money. So. We'll see. Uh, yeah, he's certainly not going to have as, uh, as much as he did going into that. He almost had, what, almost... Had like 200 bucks somewhere around there. I just don't think he can assemble a starting lineup. And I don't think Troy has the ability to build one throughout the year. So, no knock on him. Maybe it's worth it for him, though. I mean, oh, <laughs> his yeah. strategy paid off. I mean, I'll take a win and miss the next three playoffs. I don't care. Yeah, absolutely. One win, one win lasts a long time. He's got one full year of throwing shade at everyone in the league, letting everyone know that they caught L's. <laughs> Um, it's worth it. Flags fly forever, as I think what someone in our baseball league once told me. So, <laughs> true. Ed, any anything to add, or just want to move on? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> All right, uh, let's do trivia now. All right, um, you said you wanted a difficult one. Um, I think this one is easy at the start and difficult as you guys go on. Um, it's been kind of one of our favorite, one of my favorite topics to ask you guys. I think it's the easiest to get a good question from. But there have been, or there was, 18 wide receivers this year that scored at least 170 points. I'm wondering how many of those 18 you guys can get. So that would leave you at an average of more than 11 points a game in fantasy. AB is number one. Yes. Jordy Nelson. Jordy was number two. Odell Beckham. I didn't hear that, Ed. Odell. OBJ is number four. Uh, Julio Jones. Julio Jones is number six. Mike Evans. Mike Evans is number three. T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton is number five. So, just as I thought, it's pretty easy at the start. And now I think it's where it starts getting interesting. Okay, good. I thought I was retarded. <laughs> Twelve more to name. There's really eighteen dudes we got to go through. Yep. All right. There was a reason that I put seventeen and eighteen on here. That means one of them's Edelman. Oh, was what? That means one of them's Edelman. <laughs> Dude, I'm struggling already. But that's not a guess. <laughs> you guys got the six monsters and now. I'm waiting. The pace is slowed. Yeah, because...
Cooks and get it wrong and be done. Brandon Cooks is number seven. Oh. That actually surprised me how high he was on the list. A lot of big, a lot of big yeah, games. Yeah, that's why I went there. Um, Devontae Adams. Devontae's number nine. Big season out of him. Wide receiver one. Good one. Why'd you go so fast? Me? Because that's the guy that was on the tip of my tongue. I was waiting to say him. Good for you. Crabtree's number 10. Tyrell Williams. Tyrell Williams, number 16. Very good guess. Was, I'm going to end this list with him. and uh, Wasn't a guess. <laughs> very good statement <laughs> by you. Got to think Crab's teammate's on there, right? Oh, no, is he? I don't know. I'm asking you. I guess that makes two of us that don't know. <laughs> More than 11 a game. Give me something, Ed. Really am. Stefan Diggs. No shot. Diggs is not on the list. He was number 29. <laughs> um, Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor is number 19. Wow. He's not on the list. Wow. Brandon LaFell. <laughs> Brandon LaFell is not on the list. He's number 38. No, but I think A.J. Green is. Yeah. A.J. Green is number 27. All right. Wow. All right, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper is number 12. He's on the list. Wide receiver one. <clears throat> Which Denver guy is on this list? I think Demarius is on the list. Demarius is number 14. Does uh, Jarvis Landry make the list? Yeah, he does. Jarvis Landry is lucky number 18. He is the last guy to average more than 11 points a game. I actually think this is probably a really bad guess. I think Hopkins is in there. Hopkins no. is not on the right, list. Fair enough. He's number 39. Are you kidding me? 39 this year in our league. <laughs> Yeah, you got that right. You did not get Mark Ingram right. How about, uh, no, there's no way. Michael Thomas is up there. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah, he's in there. Michael Thomas is number 11. All right, we got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 4 more. All right, I'll say it. Sanders. Manuel's number 15. Him and Demarius, right next to each other. 
pretty much identical numbers. 11.8 and 11.7. Did Crowder get in there? Did Crowder stay in there, you think? What about, what about Beasley? No. I wouldn't think so, but who knows at this point. What about Reek? Tyreek Hill, number 17. Talk nice. about a, <laughs> a strong finish. I, I would love to see where he was in about week 10. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't even know if he cracks the top 50 at that point. All right, two more. I would argue... Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, yeah. Fitzgerald is number 13. I was going to say, I would argue that these two last two are probably the most overlooked guys in fantasy. Yeah, Fitz is one. He's certainly overlooked. Um, still luck. We still got number eight. Guys, a number wide receiver eight. Wow. Here. Wow. Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin, number eight. Uh, maybe the reason they were overlooked is because they were both on Fegley's team. <laughs> Um, sneaky, quite good years out of both of those guys. Yeah, um, Baldwin's been great lately. Russ has been great lately too. Yep. So. Yeah, the names stuff. the names that were shocking me though. I mean, like Tyreek Hill, seventeen. Tyrell Williams, sixteen. Um, didn't really realize how good of a year those two guys had. I mean, obviously Reek lately has been on fire, but be up that high after being pretty much non-existent at the beginning of the year. Incredible. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, all right, I wanted to talk about uh, quarterbacks again. <laughs> and we had talked a little bit through text message today um, about what this, what what we could do, maybe six point passing touchdowns. Um, what that would do for these top guys, um, and if we think that would make a difference. So, just looking at the numbers roughly right now, there are only four quarterbacks that had over thirty touchdowns this season. Um, Rodgers, Matt Ryan, and Drew Brees have been the top three quarterbacks in football. Fourth one's Phil Rivers. Um, but he had 19 picks, so if you waited on him, I don't think he necessarily benefited. Um, and just looking at these numbers now, I'm thinking maybe going to six-point passing touchdowns would help a little bit. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, I feel like it was, it was kind of... I don't know how correct this is, but I feel like it was a down year for touchdown passes across the league. Um, I feel like there was much more guys that, that were probably over 30 in the last few years than, than this year. Um, and we obviously didn't see any huge seasons out of anyone in the 40s going, going getting close to 50 like we've seen in the past with Peyton and Brady and Breeze and, and some other guys getting close. Um, I know we, we, we're constantly looking for ways to make the quarterback position more important in our league. Um, I think I think six points 
for passing touchdown might actually do that. Um, you, you look at those those guys that might make Aaron Rodgers a thirty plus dollar player again. Um, it might make Drew Brees a, a much more valuable guy. Where we saw, I think the limit was what twenty bucks this year, Ed, for a quarterback. You touched on. I think Rodgers and Luck both went for twenty. Twenty dollars. Yeah. I uh, don't have it right in front of me, but that sounds probably right. Yeah, I, I know in the first year, twenty dollars, right? Cause for was the highest for quarterback this year. Rogers yeah. Luck. Rogers was twenty. Okay. Last year, Luck was the most expensive at thirty something. Thirty six or something. Yeah. Some thirty seven maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just looking at, it, I mean, if we if we move to six points a passing touchdown. It's got to increase the value of guys like Rodgers, Breeze, um, I guess Matt Ryan. Yeah. It's got it's got to probably it's going to probably boost them into the 30 range again, you think, right? That's yeah. another one nailed this year. Don't forget about that. Yeah, you were right about him. I was wrong, but Um, I, I just think six, Eddie, I missed it if you said anything. Emmett's really struggling trying to go to bed tonight, so I, I don't know if you guys can fill me in quick. No, uh, Shane, just blabbing. I mean, talking. <laughs> I was just trying to fill airspace. Yeah, that's fine. Eddie, you have any opinion on six points? And if it would help hurt? Obviously it would help, but it doesn't help enough. I think so. I think, it, I think any help is a good help. I think the fact that some of the teams that I don't know, I think it, I think it makes you make a choice more. Uh, like being able to stack two great wide receivers and or a great wide receiver and a great running back and still being able to fit in a way underpriced really good quarterback. I think is just it's crazy. Um, I think it, it makes you make a choice where you where you're going to spend more. I think it puts more on the owners. I think it makes the draft more interesting. Um, and having played in the CBS league this year and, and using the six point pass and touchdowns on that site, I always thought I would hate it, but I didn't. Um, it makes you think more and makes you play matchups more. Um, I don't know. I, I, I really like the idea of it. Um, I had another thought just from looking at this when I was driving home today a little bit. Um, I think we could maybe stack this six point passing touchdown with three points for interceptions. I was just I was actually just thinking of that in my head as we're talking. Maybe we make interceptions more hurtful. Yeah. Um so that when you're playing those fringe quarterbacks that might not be as good. Yeah, because some of the guys you're just picking them because you're hoping that they're losing from start to finish and they're gonna throw the ball fifty times and you can afford the two or three picks if you're gonna get Maybe two or three touchdowns and a ton of yards. So, I mean, let's look at it this way, though. Obviously, the quarterback position is still important. Um, I don't know the exact numbers, but I feel like the four teams that spent the most on their quarterback this year were the final four. Well, the and the best thing I think about quarterback is it's you guarantee yourself twenty points from that position every week if you have one of the good ones. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Brady, Rodgers, Matt Ryan this year. I mean, when I picked up Matt Ryan, my team still wasn't good, but I was at least competitive. But it made you, more, made you a lot more competitive. <laughs> yeah. it it's, there's something about something to be said about getting that big number 
pretty much a lock every week. Yeah. I mean, when you get 12, 13 out of a quarterback, it, it hurts so much when you have some guys that are just consistently getting 20. And, I mean, even in Spears' case, I mean, Rodgers was averaging, I don't even know what he finished with, but it had to be around 25. Um, and if you can average 25 out of that one spot, it just takes the pressure off everyone else. Yeah, Luck, Brady, and Rodgers, I think, were the three most expensive. And I think Russell Wilson was fourth. But yeah. uh, Breeze was... Breeze had to be... We, we pegged it from day one of the league this year that Breeze was the best value in the draft. Yeah. Nine bucks. Okay, Insane. Yeah. Um, and I, I think Ben may have even been more than Breeze. Okay. But Bull had other issues. So, that couldn't play any defense. <laughs> Alright, so... Hoping, you know, to generate some more good discussion about the quarterback position... At the playoff party, um, still hoping we get some good matchups. I think mostly everybody's going to be there. Um, I know Butler has potentially a flag football game, and he won't come if the Steelers are on. Um, no idea about Phil, and I don't know if I've heard from Sure. So, otherwise, I think everyone's going to be there. So, looking forward to that, and obviously, like Shane said, the live wagering. So, yeah. Definitely looking forward to that. All right, let's talk about the team MVPs from each team this season. It's been a minute since we talked about me or Eddie's team or uh, the Seawolves or the franchise or the Weevils. So um, let's just talk about who the best players were on this team. We'll, on each team, we'll start off with the curtain. Who was Ed's MVP this year? Draft sheet because I don't even know who I had on my team to start the season. Well, I think Michael Thomas was. Michael Thomas yeah. was easy, yeah. I mean, he was your. I think he was your highest scoring player other than Eli, but we know how much Eli gave you fits all season. Um, I don't know. Thomas was easily your most valuable player. Yeah, it had to be Thomas. I mean, <clears throat> get him for a real cheap price and turns into a wide receiver one, so. Has to be Thomas. All right, go to my team next. I think it might end up being—I know we're gonna laugh, but I think it might end up being Tyreek Hill. I was gonna say Reek because I feel <laughs> like it gave me a, a keeper, yeah. which I didn't have one. That's why, that's why I'm gonna say that. If we're going on performance, nobody did more for my team than Matt Ryan, as we just talked about. But um, yeah, it, it wasn't enough. Matt Ryan and Golden Tate were probably. My two most productive players, which is just pathetic, but yeah, I mean, obviously Ryan, by the point standpoint, giving you a chance every week, but I think I think it's really going to end up being Reek just because I, I think he slides into your second keeper spot. It's a bad roster, real bad roster. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move over to the franchise. They traded Cooks, remember? Um, so he was good for him. Ingram was uh, outstanding this year. RB1, 11 overall at his position. Um, but I, I'm going to say Marcus Mariota, after they picked him up, this team started really playing well. Mariota was great for him. Yeah, it's, it's got to be down to Mariota and Ingram. Um a lot of us weren't high on Ingram coming into the year. They were. They traded for him, and I think I think we were skeptical about that move. 
Um, but it definitely worked out for them. Ingram was uh, had another solid year. Yeah. Um, RB one status. Yeah. Get being able to pick up Mariota. I'm pretty sure they picked him up off free agency. Yep. Um, obviously played great the whole year, pretty much. He, he was a solid, reliable starter, pretty much week in, week out, and gave him pretty good production. So Eddie, I don't think you said who my team MVP was. I think we skipped right over you. I apologize for that. Did you have an opinion? I agree with what you guys are saying. Okay. What about uh, the Storms brothers? What do you What do you think about that? I think I'd go with Ingram. Yeah, he. I mean, he was. The, his per game numbers have to be great because he had a couple of real clunkers. Um, but he's been he's been awesome as of late. So four games over twenty points, and one at nineteen and a half. So really good year for him. Um, the other guy that was sneaky good for this team, and I feel like every time he was healthy, this team was tough to beat, was Theo Riddick. Uh, I thought he had a nice year, just could not stay healthy at all this season. Um, next team up, Seawolves and Phil. This one's tough. Um, Phil got speed up with some injuries. I guess I'm going to go with Spencer Ware. It's probably uh, his MVP. Jamal Charles not being effective, not really coming back. Ware turns into the RB1. Um, it's got to be him. I'll go Crowder uh, just because yeah. this team desperately needed receivers all season long. And once Crowder started playing well... Uh, Phil was able to make a little run of it there, so it was down to Crowder, Ware, or Reed for me. So yeah, I, I just took Reed off my consideration just because I feel like he was expecting so much more. Yeah, he was actually more detrimental because of the injuries. I yeah. think. Yeah, it's not knowing whether he's going to be healthy or not. I mean, you expect going into the year that you you probably have a top two tight end, and you can't even put him on the field because he, he's just too banged up. Yeah, he ends up having a, a a decent year. I mean, for a tight end standard, but. Not for his standards. Yeah. Yeah, I go Crowder as well. I agree with what you said. Needed a receiver. Kind of came out of nowhere. Um, had a really good year. Uh, Bull Weevils. Now, if you're looking at his team now. Yeah, I was going to say, remember, he had Shady almost the whole season. Yeah, I guess it's got to be... Shady or Tyrell Williams. Um, it's got to be Shady, though. Shady was outstanding. I was going to say Shady or T.Y. Hilton, but I think it's Shady as well. I don't think anybody expected this resurgent of a season from him. Um, and now I think we're going to be talking about him as a first-rounder, but we're going to find that out here in a little bit. Next team, the Hammer MVP is Melvin Gordon. He made this team what it was. Yeah, it was Melvin Gordon. I uh, got him for, what, 20, 21 bucks? 20, 20 bucks. even. 20 even. Um, I think he got some Snickers during the draft from some people um, saying that Melvin Gordon wasn't going to be good, and he clearly was. So he kind of made, made Butler's team what it was. I agree. Um, I have to eat some crow here. Jason Witten, ninth tight end. Tight end number nine. 
Uh, nice year by the old man and his route shrub. <laughs> uh, let's go to the St. Louis Patriots. Papa Kaz. Well, I guess you got to go with his favorite player, <laughs> Julio Jones. <laughs> Julio. <laughs> Uh, I think Julio was the uh, MVP for the Patriots this year. Agreed. Julio was good. Um, I don't know if he was most valuable because I think he actually had a down year. You're going to go with Kelsey. I'm going to go with uh, co-MVPs of Kelsey and Walker. He nailed the tight end position. uh, He did. And really, when he had that stretch of the year where he didn't have another flex... It was a good opportunity for him to still have players that were start worthy. Yeah, it's, so. it's not easy to, to run two tight ends out there yeah. every year, but he or every week, but he he certainly picked the right ones. And Kelsey is, I think, the leader in the clubhouse for a keeper position on this team. I don't know how you can argue with it. Um, the guys looked great, really, really good. Looks like he really came into Andy Reid's offense. So, just to be a little contrarian, I'll go Kelsey and Walker co MVPs with a. Slight head nod to Matt Stafford because Cam stank this year. Yeah. Ed, how do you feel about Kelsey as a keeper for next year? Hmm. What was his tag? I think it was 10 or less, I think. 10 to 12, maybe. Yeah, something around there. Yeah, I, I think it's intriguing for sure. Really came on, came on strong here late in the season. Um, well, he's leading the league in receiving yards, I think, over the last six weeks. Isn't yeah, it? he's been insane. Yeah. Oh, he's been making a lot of big plays, which is <clears throat> something that we haven't really seen from him. We've always heard about how athletic he is. He's just been underused. It seemed like this is finally the year they started to use him. Um, kind of went hand in hand with everything that happened in the backfield. Spencer Ware was good for a little while, but then kind of fell off. And um, It certainly seemed like they kind of, they tried to lean on him. Macklin goes down. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe now there's some trust in him so that they can actually use him the way he should be. But, yeah. All right, let's keep this next one quick. Abusement Park. One, <laughs> two, three. David <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> Yeah, David Johnson. Eddie, are you good with that? Yes, sir. Yeah, not even close. Uh, one of the most ridiculous fantasy seasons we've seen in a long time. Uh, Cooper Klux Klan. CCC. <laughs> I think this one's pretty clear. Jimmy Graham was the third tight end this year. Wow. Um, I think this one is DeMarco Murray. Yes. Yeah, this it, one's... With him drafting Peterson, if he doesn't get what he got out of Murray, this, team, this is a bad football team. Yeah, I, early in the year, I mean, it looked like it was going to be Forte. Yeah, you could, you, could, you could say Jets' backfield because... Yeah, Jets' backfield was, was actually good for him. Forte was, was good for him while he was healthy. Um, kept him afloat, but I guess it's got to be Murray. Murray had a nice year. Another guy that could be uh, sneaking into the first round. For next season. And let's wrap it up with Team Ice Cream. Uh, the three-headed monster. Which one are you guys picking? Rogers, Elliott, or Nelson? Or Ted Ginn? Which one of the four? 
All I'll pros. What do you say? I'll take Zeke. <clears throat> Taking all three, man. All three. There's there's no way I can separate it. Um, they were all just incredible. <laughs> there's no way, there's no way around. I don't. They didn't have bad weeks, so. <laughs> it's got to be Zeke, I think, too, just because. It. <laughs> He had no running back depth to speak of and no ability to peg. He made one waiver wire move all year and it was a $20 bid on Niall Davis who spent two weeks with that team. <laughs> I think had less than six carries in those two weeks. So uh, Zeke was the reason that, you know... Uh, we always talked about that when Rodgers and Nelson went off, you couldn't beat Troy, but... Even the weeks that they didn't, you couldn't beat him because Elliott was putting up 20-plus weeks, 20-plus point weeks. Um, double digits every single week this year. His lowest week, he had 11.7 points twice. So, just an outstanding season. His low, his low yardage total for the year was in week one, 20 for 51 and one touchdown. That was Todd Gurley's best game of the season, I think, this year. So, <laughs> good for me. All right, last thing I want to talk about. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Take your ball and go home doesn't get any love. Oh, did we skip you? Oh, I'm sorry. Incredible. I really didn't mean to do that. What kind of show is this? I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Who's Shane's MVP? Oh, that's, that's embarrassing. That is rich. That's really embarrassing. <laughs> I don't think we need to spend much time. It was Le'Veon Bell. Um, he pretty much carried my team for all season. Yeah, he was good. I was going to say Mike Evans just because he played every week, but I think Evans really carried you those first three weeks. He did. And the, the Vikings D and Evans carried Yeah, the Vikings the, D. The, the first those, three those weeks clowns. until I got healthy. And then after that, uh, I think you could uh, throw an honorable mention in for Jay Ajayi too. Yeah. Yeah. Some monster weeks. He was good. Um, be remiss if we didn't mention Tom too, but yeah, I, I just think it was tough to go away from Le'Veon. Yeah, it was incredible. Misses the first three weeks and still the number three running back. That's, that's impressive. All right, sorry, I, I really didn't mean to skip you there. <laughs> just got off the script a little bit. I just um, realized that Calvin Johnson's on your bench. Sure is. And Marshawn Lynch. And Tyler Lockett, who he picked up as a potential keeper after bashing him all year. <laughs> Dude's yeah. a clown. Alright, so it's never too early to start talking about next year. So, I know we don't do a snake draft, but let's talk about if we were in a snake format, what our top 12 would be for next year. Um, I guess we'll start off at number 1. We'll go 1 through 12. Or do you guys want to go 12th? We'll go 1 through 12 because I think the top is more decipherable. Um, for me, my number one overall player for next year right now is David Johnson. Not much more to say. Yeah, I, I kind of would have to question if you don't have him at number one. Um, he's got to be your number one player. Eddie doesn't have him at one. I don't. You have Ezekiel? No, he is Bell. I have Bell. Okay. I, I just... It's tough to go away from, from David Johnson for me. He's, he's everything they have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't see it getting any better for Arizona either. Um, 
which may hurt him, but just the dual threat. I mean, he's as much a receiver as he is a running back, and his ability to find the end zone is something we haven't seen since LaDainian Tomlinson. Even last year when he wasn't getting regular touches, guy was scoring touchdowns through the kicking game, passing game. Um, he's something else. I have Elliott at number two. I'm going Bell at number two. Um, I just love the fact that as long as he's in Pittsburgh, I'm going to add that. Uh, as long as he stays in Pittsburgh, um, I have him at number two over Elliott. I just love the fact that he gets used out of the backfield so much. Um, just like Johnson, catches so many passes. I think he averaged like five catches a game or something when he came back, which is ridiculous. All right, my, my, my argument for Zeke, I don't think I need to make much of an argument. I think these three, you could throw them in a hat, shake them up in whatever order they come out with, you're good with it. But um, I just think it's going to keep getting better for him. I think he's going to get better at football. Offensive line's going to get better. I think Dak is going to get better. Um, I think that a healthy Dez next year could go a long way. Um, I just don't see this slowing down anytime soon for him. So I have Bell at three then. Um and it's it's more like one C, but uh, I just the injury concerns, off field concerns, um, the fact that I think Pittsburgh's gonna franchise tag him, so I'm not worried about him not being in Pittsburgh. But obviously that's up there too, so I just have Bell at three. So yeah, I have Bell, I have Bell at three. I mean, those three guys are the clear cut top three. Yep, Zeke for me. All right, I got AB at four, um, and I'm not sure that we shouldn't be talking about him still at number one, um, but I think he's the clear number four, or clear fourth player in this group, whichever order, again, you want to put him in. I'm, I'm actually good. If you have Brown one, I'm okay with it still. Well, I think Brown <laughs> was the clear was the number one last year in most, most people's eyes. I think it's because there were some question marks in the running back position, mm-hmm. and now there's not. Um, I, th- I think whenever there's absolute star running backs, they're gonna take over as as the as the top guys as long as they're you can consistently count on them, and those three guys can be counted on. So I think that's what bumps Brown down here. I, I have a number four as well, though. The only thing I'd say is if you're one of the people that really just doesn't trust the running back position and you want to go Brown at one, just so you don't miss your first-round pick, I'm okay with it. So. I've Brown at four as well. Um, The reason why I think Brown is the fourth is because I feel like the splits with Roethlisberger on the road is a real thing. Um, Yeah, he still found ways to be effective on the road, but... There's noticeable differences. He had some really small games where he came up small on the road um, compared to his home games, so I think that's a legitimate concern. I mean, you're looking at 3 for 58 at Cincinnati, 5 for 78 at Buffalo, um, 4 for 39 at Miami. It's a real thing. Um, So I think that you have to be conscious of that. You guys... um care at all PPR standard does that change anything having this top four for you guys because it doesn't really for me I, I kind of tend to draft the same way for the most part uh, I think it keeps Zeke behind the other two because he does less catching 
if you're talking about the top three backs. Mm-hmm. If it's full PPR, I think it's... Yeah, full PPR, yeah, maybe. Definitely yeah. hammers down the fact that Ellie doesn't catch as much passes. Yeah, he's so. probably third then. Yeah, you're right. Full PPR, DJ and Bell got to be... Just, they just, the numbers they get out of the backfield are, are significant enough for me. But if it half PPR doesn't change it too much, um, that really evens it out. If it's just standard, um, I think I like Z. All right, who's five? I put Beckham. Same. Yeah, I got OBJ as well. I think uh, it's getting close. To, he's getting close to Brown too. Uh, it's close. I've never in my life seen someone take a slant. And go to the house like he does. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 an incredible athlete. He's just also an incredibly insane person. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if he was out of the league in five years. But <laughs> uh, just the talent is absolutely out of this world. So he's clearly uh, got that wide receiver prima donna. Um, some question marks on the personality for sure. Yeah, I can't wait to see him in the playoff game. Yeah. He's starting to remind me of Ocho Cinco so much. Mm-hmm. I was going to say TL, but same thing. Is it. Am I wrong? Or. Does it matter? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Is there a difference? No, it doesn't matter. I think Ocho Cinco was more insane than TL. Yeah, I think TL was better, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, that, yeah, it's bad, but... <laughs> Riveting stuff on the Red Triangle podcast. Yeah, yeah. Terrell Owens was better than Chad Johnson. Weird. Uh, six, I got Julio. I went Jordy here. Um, I got Jordy at six. I just love the combination. When he's, when he's healthy, Rodgers and him have just a, a rare connection. And we saw it this year, so stick with Jordy. I went a little, uh, a little off the beaten path here. I went to Marco Murray. Um, he just doesn't seem to be wearing down. The offense was run heavy at the beginning of the year, but I think as Mariota gets better, it's just going to be better for Demarco. I think he's still got a lot in the tank. Um, so I think he could repeat what he did this year and be very good again. Interesting. Knew this is when we'd start to get a little different. I got AJ Green at seven. I got Julio. Oh. What'd you say? I'm with you on AJ. You got AJ over Julio. Sure do. Interesting. I got Julio. Papa Cos throws Julio back in. Shane, how high are you gonna bid? <laughs> um, probably. <laughs> Will you win that bid? <laughs> There's a good chance I will win that bid. <laughs> no one loves Julio in the league more than me besides Pop Cos. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we could have a good bid there between me and him. All right, I got Jordy at eight. And I don't I don't feel good about it. I really feel like this is where the first-round talents are done, and these are second-round players masquerading as first-rounders, in my opinion. Yeah, this is where it got tough for me as well. I, I kind of drew the line at, at seven where I felt confident. Uh, I went with, uh, I'm going shady here. I still think he's just a supremely talented player. That's why I, I put him up here. You're still hating on AJ Green. I am. He's not in my first round. I have Julio at eight. And the reason I dropped 
and some of the people I had is just five touchdowns this year. It doesn't seem like he's making making enough touchdowns. I didn't make up for with his yards a lot, but um, one guy that's going to find the end zone more. It is weird. They, they seem to not let Matty Ice throw the ball in the red zone. There's a team every time. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, this this is just this is really tough for me at this point. I I actually thought about putting Rodgers in my first round. That's how bad I think I this guy. It. Yeah, which is crazy. Uh, I got Shady next, Bond Jordy. Um, it's more like I just think he's the best of the running backs available. But I'm very interested to see who that coach is going to be in Buffalo. So. That could change a lot for me. That's shady as well. The thing that's so safe about Shady, though, is once again, he can do it. He, he's on the field every play. Pretty yeah. Much. So for now. For now. Yeah. But he's on the field a lot. So he's going to get his catches. He's going to get his yards. Who'd you have nine? Number nine. Not confident in it at all, but I'm going to stick with Mike Evans. And I, I think it might be too high for him just for the fact that Tampa Bay is getting better. And I think that makes him worse as a fantasy player. Um, obviously a talented player, but he got a lot of his points for the fact that Tampa Bay used to be trailing a lot. Yeah. And always chucking the ball downfield, and he was the, the number one target. Now that they're getting better and they're playing closer games, doesn't seem like he's as much as a focal point late in the game um, where he used to do a lot of work. So, But I'll still stick with him because yeah. he's just clearly really talented. Well, I got Evans at 10. I'll talk about him a little bit here too just since it makes sense. Um, Cameron Brait, his emergence definitely hurt Evans in the short term. I think it'll help him in the long term. I also think that they have to be in the market to add another receiver um, in free agency or the draft this year. So I think that'll definitely help him. Maybe a little bit of clarity in the running game. Um, I think the fact that Tampa Bay's getting better is a good thing for Evans. So it, it may hurt the volume, but I think we'll see better production. Yeah, Evans 10 as well. Alright. Uh, I know you guys don't like this one, but I have Lamar Miller at 10. Just because I, I think he's going to be, again, the only guy in town. I'm not, I'm not sold on Alfred Blue. <laughs> so, I think uh, I'll stick with Miller being, getting all the touches in Houston. Yeah, I like, I like Lamar Miller. I um, think he's a nice player. Um, and... I think it's just I think he's a second round player at this point, but I still I'm I'm in on Miller for next year. So there's just the other two guys I think are better than him that I have next. So your turn to talk about Lamar Miller. Yeah, I hate him. I think uh, I really feel like he, fifteen years from now, this next including last year and the next two to three years could be it's gonna be a time where we look back at Houston and we say, man, if they could have got anything on offense, they could have won some Super Bowls. And their number one defense this year. That's not, not that's not his game. fault though. That's not his fault. What? That they're not getting anything on offense. The quarterback position is pathetic. I'm not saying it is his fault. I okay. just I, I'm saying that I just feel like it's not getting any better anytime soon. No, it's definitely not. And I, I, I think that you can't take a guy that's on an offense like that in the first round. That's just my opinion. Who's excited I, for it? Good. You can't. I, I feel like you can't. You can't win your league in the first round, but you can certainly lose it. 
Agreed. I feel like Lamar Miller's a guy that could help you to lose your league. You miss there, and I mean... Yeah, can't hang your hat on him. Who's excited for a potential Savage McGloin matchup in the first round of the playoffs? <laughs> Absolutely. No one. Okay. Um, Who's excited to see Savage or McGloin go to Foxborough? <laughs> wow. My God. That's 17 point line. Uh, that would be miserable. <laughs> Number 11, I have Devontae Freeman. Um, guy's just been another great year. Ability to find the end zone, another dual threat player. Even with the emergence of Tevin Coleman, um, Freeman's been Freeman's been great. I love the fast track, love the defenses he plays against, love that offense. Um, I'm good with Freeman in the first round. Yeah, I have Devonte as well, and I think I'm going to reserve the right to bump him up to ten and move Miller down to eleven after hearing you guys talk. <laughs> so, kind of forgot about Devonte when I was making my list. We already changed Shane's mind. I think I'm going to put him at ten now. I also have Devontae Freeman at 11. Did we copy each other? That's a good spot for him. I like him at 11. So. Right at the point where we thought this was going to get weird, we just synced up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, DeMarco at 12 for me. Uh, he gets put in the 12 spot because he's got that old man stigma about him, but I'm not sure he's necessarily <laughs> old. Um, but also the workload is making him kind of like an NFL old man, so... They they want to get Derrick Henry more involved, and I think they will. But Demarco still showed he's got some life left in those legs, so I got him at twelve by default. I'm going for a resurgent Todd Gurley here to round out my first thanks, round. Shane. Um, still think he turns it around. I think obviously nowhere to go but up. I think LA is going to be better next year. Um, so I'm going Gurley. Jordy at 12, and it pains me to do it because I've already labeled him as my DeAndre Hopkins of next year. I want him to be the guy that I beat up all offseason um, right about next year. Uh, but we'll see. As my 12B, just in case, Dalvin Cook, when he goes to Tampa Bay, it's going to be a stud. Why would, why would he go to Tampa Bay? Because Doug Martin's going to be out of the league. I think they're good with Sims and Rodgers. Jay Boo walks in the front office and says, get me Dalvin. Oh, God. I can't deal with this guy. <laughs> All right. That's enough for tonight. I'm trying to watch some NBA. So, um, anything else you guys want to add before we... Are we going to keep doing this in the playoffs? Or I think we're doing... We're threatening to do the playoff pool again. <laughs> so, I hope we're doing the playoff yeah. pool. I'm looking forward to yeah. it. <laughs> Uh, Fegley said he can't do it, but I think me and Ed are going to tag team it. So, um, got to have that playoff action. So, I, th- yeah. I think we're going to cut it loose. Are we going to do podcasts through playoffs? We'll see. All right. It's up in the air. Yeah, we don't have to commit to anything. <laughs> uh, all right, so last week, week 17, uh, fun week to play some DFS, and we're looking forward to the playoffs. Nothing else to add from you guys? Well, I guess i got to add that I hit my two-for-one special last You week. did. Nice job. Yeah. Cleveland, Jacksonville, thank you. Hope you guys put some money on. No, I didn't. No? No. No. Hope everyone out there listening did. <laughs> I don't think anyone did. <laughs> Eddie? You got one this weekend? Kind of tough week to pick games. No, sir. Yeah, I don't have one either. I mean, we can't have a show without having a little bit of action. 
Um, I think I like. New Orleans getting seven. Ew. Yep. And I think I like San Diego getting five and a half or six, depending on where you're looking. Interesting. Um, I can I can't get behind either of those. So Alright, you guys couldn't get behind him last week? <laughs> I don't want you behind him this week. <laughs> Alright, with that being said, signing off. Ed, Shane, thanks for joining me. If this is the last one we do this year, it's been a uh, been a fun season. Appreciate having you guys here every week with me, except for the couple weeks that you guys weren't here with me uh, doing <laughs> this. And we'll make sure to get Phil on next year because I know he's a little upset with us. So, going to sign off. Thanks for listening and enjoy DFS this week. <laughs>